Hey, people of Earth, it's time to enter the spoilerverse via our secret portal at the exclusive Arctic Club in beautiful downtown Seattle with our hosts, John and Kenrick and Casey and Jeff. Welcome to Spoiler Country. Hey, if you're listening to our show for the first time and you're on one of the social medias that we're on, like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, any of those kinds of things, you should always check us out on SpoilerVerse.com. But if you want to keep up with our latest episodes, you should bring out your smartphone, get into your favorite podcatcher, find Spoiler Country, and hit subscribe. Then you'll get all our new stuff. And if you want to reach out to us, you can do that in two ways. You can call us and leave us a voicemail at 707-656-2080. Again, 707-656-2080. Or you can shoot us an email at SpoilerCountry at gmail.com. That is Melissa, that is Casey, that is Jeff, and that, of course, is my cohort in everything I do, Mr. Horsley. 500 episodes, guys. 500. It's insane, the number of episodes. And, I mean, we we kind of have to thank Jeff for... uh, I mean, we were all... Okay, we were already on a path to... I mean, we put out 100 episodes in our first year and another 100 in our second year, but we put out, you know roughly 300 episodes or like 280 episodes since Jeff joined us. Cause Jeff just lit a fire under our ass with interviews and stuff like that. And it's been in, it's been an insane run this last year. It's, it's incredible. I, I, I mean, in the last, in about the last year or so, Jeff and Melissa has come on as full time crew. And Casey, of course, has been with us almost from the very beginning, which is nuts. And the elevation that this podcast has gotten since you guys have all come on is I, I can't even begin to thank you guys. And just, I can't believe where we're at and who the people that we've talked to. Neither can I. What I think, what, what I want to do on this, on this episode, cause this is, this is special. This is 500 episodes. Ken and I started this show July of 2017. And since then we've put out 500 episodes. We've gone to San Diego three times. We've done interviews with more people than I can even imagine even mentioning on a show. And we have, you know, Jeff and Melissa and Casey on the show with us. We've got the Spoilerverse website. But one of the things I wanted to do is I wanted to kind of highlight each one of the people on this episode and and talk a little bit about, you know, who they are, how they came onto the show and kind of, you know, why the hell are you here? Because something I want to know. But I want to start with I want to start with Casey because he's the he's he's the old man here. So Casey, why don't you tell everybody why you're here and who you are? Well, um, I came across you guys via Instagram and, uh, I listened to the show and I enjoyed it. And I I think we struck up a conversation over Instagram. Um, at the time I was just starting out on there trying to promote the comic jam, which is a, um, a comic creation group that, that I helped, uh, organize and, uh, I liked what y'all did and somehow you guys wrote me in to, to helping out and I've, I've enjoyed it ever since. You know, it's you know funny. What's weird, Casey, Johnny. What's that? Isn't it episode two that he's reached out on? So it's, I'm glad you brought that up because I, in preparation for this episode, I actually looked it up last night. I actually scrolled through Instagram messages all the way back to the very first time that Casey and I talked on Instagram. And it's funny because we're actually wrong. Like Casey, I, I actually was talking to Casey on the comic jam before we started the show by about two weeks. 
Really? <laughs> yeah. You and I, Casey, were chatting on Instagram. You were on the Comic Jam and me on my wife's CL Instagram account. And we were chatting about comics. I don't, I, I'm not sure how we, you messaged me first off of something. I think it was off of, off of a comment or something like that. And we started talking about the Comic Jam. And then we started talking about the podcast and like going down. And then like, and then you were listening to like, you started listening. You started listening to like episode two. But it was like we actually talked for about two weeks prior to starting the show. That's hilarious. Which I was like, I, was I, didn't, probably, I didn't know that. <laughs> at the time, I, I would go through Instagram and find uh, potential people that would want to work with the group. Um, because we get, we get artists and writers from all over the place, artists, writers, uh, letters, colorists, and, um, Casey, tell they, us what the comic camp is all about. Yeah. Well, w- once a week we get together and vote on a theme for a one page comic and it can be, you know, t- take the theme however you want. You can get as creative as you want. You could be as direct as you want, uh, based on the theme, but, uh, it has to be all within the confines of uh, no more than six panels and uh, just one page. And the writer gets a week to write the script and the artist gets about a month to, to do their job. Then it's lettered. And then we post it up on the, uh, on the website, which is the And it's, it's just a fun way to practice your craft and to also, um, meet people who are like-minded and want to kind of uh, dip their toe in, in comics creation. And uh, we've had a lot of people um, go on and do bigger and better things. Uh, some, you know, really, really great comics, uh, really great uh, Kickstarters have, have come out of the group. And uh, even some folks that have uh, gone on and, and done some stuff with, with some publishers. So it's, it's really fun. Just, watching what uh comes out of the group yeah yeah I, I've, I've done some stuff for comic jam it's pretty fun i i wrote uh, a rap battle once with uh godzilla and king kong and and i, I really wish that would have gone and uh gotten gotten finished the artist half finished it but it was so it was really funny i thought yeah I, I don't know what happened there but yeah yeah it was um there's never uh it, it's always kind of um up in the air, you know, if the other person is going to follow through. However, we've whittled it down and kind of gotten a lot of the, uh, the people that, um, you know, that are all talk out of the group and, but we're always looking for more people to, uh, to join in. And it's, it's a lot of fun, a lot of positivity. And, uh, we, um, we don't suffer assholes in the group. If, if somebody's <laughs> harassing somebody or being a jerk, uh, they, they, they go out quick. Um, I'm the only asshole allowed in the group. Can confirm. It's true. He's the only one allowed to be in the group. that's an asshole, but yeah, that's, that's and you've, uh, I mean, you've been can around. Confirm. Can't yet. Yeah, can confirm. There's a lot of stuff with Casey. Casey's been, uh, kind of like a rock in the, in the spoiler, spoiler country world for a while, which is awesome. Well, I've, I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed being here. So, uh, but I'm, I'm not that interesting. Uh, who, who else is next? <laughs> well, let's go over to, to the, the get Mr. Jeffrey Big Haas and, uh, and talk about him and his, his entry into the four, four way of, uh, a spoiler country. Yeah. Um, I found out about you guys when you did an interviewed me for, for the comic I was working on, which I believe was the nightmare patrol. If memory serves. 
And after doing the interview, and I, and I enjoyed um, uh, talking to you guys, I think it was Casey I was talking to for the interview, I can't quite recall. Uh, it's gone back way too many uh, <laughs> months for my old brain. I think that's when a Kickstarter thing was going on. It, it was probably John. Oh, it was John? Okay, cool, cool. And yeah, and I thought to myself uh, a few weeks later that I really did miss doing interviews with comic book people, which I had done for uh, BurrowCon, I had done for Project Fanboy, and I think The Outhouse at the time as well. I was like, well, maybe I could do that again if I found a group that was interested in, in you know, talking to comic book people again. So I, I thought of Spoiler Country. I was like, hey, um, I remember even remember the text. Hey, do you guys, or would you guys be interested in getting some guests for your show or help, having someone get some guests for your show? And your guys were like, sure, if you can do it. And I was like, I can. And it kind of just played out from there. <laughs> I remember, I remember this, how this happened, Jeff, because I, I never, like the first two years of our inception, I never wrote about our podcast on my personal Facebook page. And you and I were friends on our Facebook page because you came on the show and did your Kickstarter, right? Yeah. The uh, Kickstarter signal boost. And I wrote a whole thing about the, the podcast. Cause it had been two years. And I was like, well, I think it's time. Cause I didn't want to, like invite a bunch of my friends and then have this inflated amount of likes or whatever that weren't to me, you know, the real deal. Right. Cause it's just friends saying, Oh yeah, I'll like that page, but not, we didn't, we didn't get it organically. Yeah. So anyways, after we did all this stuff, I wrote this whole thing and literally like five or 10 minutes after I wrote that you messaged me, I still have the message and you're like, Hey, I want to help you. Do this. <laughs> <laughs> and then, that everything you just said happened. It was so funny. And like the first, what, who was the first big guy you got? Um, well, the first one never showed up. It was Ed Brisson, and he never showed to the interview. <laughs> and I remember how embarrassed, and, and I was like sweating during it. I was like, he's not showing. God, I feel, I look like an asshole. <laughs> probably, think <I'm> fake. <laughs> probably think I'm faking the whole damn thing. To be, to be fair, yeah, we, we didn't believe you at the time. Like, that was huge. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Robert Venditti was the first one to actually show up. And then the next third one was Eric Larson. Yep. Yep. Eric Larson was huge. Yeah, um, I, I was surprised he said yes, but I was going to argue with it. <laughs> so yeah, early I, too. I remember. I mean, I remember the, the text going back. It was Kenrick, you and me uh, texting back and forth, um, all messaging on Facebook. And yep. I remember you guys like, well, if you if, if you can get someone who's interesting, you can talk to the guy. It's like, well, what if I get someone who's really interesting? They're like, well, we'll talk to him. We're going to want to talk to him. But if you get anyone really kind of cool, like Gail Simone or any of these other ones, that would be really kind of special. And I said. I'm going to work on this. <laughs> <laughs> and Eric Larson was like number three. And I was like, shit. That's right, a good one too. Real. And he showed, remember, it was funny with Eric Larson is he goes, I got like 20, 20, 25 minutes guys. That's all I can talk. Yeah. And then he stayed for an hour and a half. Right. <laughs> it, was, it was almost two hours, man. We, Cause we had, we got two episodes out of that one. It was about, they're about an hour each with him and they were yep. gold. Yep. And uh, we so, got him to open up a lot. We did. He told a lot of great stories, but Jeff, so a little bit of history on that and how Jeff got on is not only is everything okay to go back a little further from what Jeff just said and Karen just said, Jeff actually got into the fray of, of spoiler country or with me at least because he wrote a story from my eyes anthology book. And back in March of 2017, oh, yeah. he replied mm-hmm. to a post in a Facebook group where I was looking for writers for my book, Ions anthology. And him and I started talking about then there and then we became friends, which then in, you know, got him into seeing Kendrick's post and onto the show. And, um, I just, I just looked it up and you came on the show to talk about Sanctus five, uh, which was back in um, June of 2019 was, was I believe the episode with, oh. and, you, and you talked with Casey on that one. So, yep. but yeah, it's, it's crazy. Cause like all these, like, 
little things and they add up and then now they're, they're here and we have this amazing group of people. The wings of the butterfly. Yeah, I thought it was um, I thought it was Casey, but I think I talked to you as well though for some reason, John. Too. You probably did. I think I think we did a night. I, I could I couldn't find it in my quick search here, but I know that I think the the long the full episode you did with was the first one was with Casey on Sanctus. Mm. Yeah, and then there's Melissa, who hey. is yeah, the, Melissa our newest Richard, member, bringing legitimacy to the group. <laughs> 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 Somebody who actually is published. Hey, I published. So's Jeff. So's Casey. Screw you. (laughs) Okay. Someone who makes money with their published work. All right. Fair point. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Yeah. I, I, uh, well, so I was supposed to go to uh, Emerald City Comic Con earlier this year in Seattle and didn't get to go because of uh, the pandemic. And so, I think like a month after Comic-Con was supposed to happen, I get this email from Jeff, uh, you know, just random email. And, you know, hey, I have this podcast. Do you want to come on and talk about, you know, Comic-Con essentially and what you were supposed to do there? So at first I was like, what is going on? Who is this person? (laughs) 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 I'm like, what is happening? Um, So I went and did like a whole, you know, Google search. (laughs) I went on Twitter. Are these people? Are these guys legit? Yeah. (laughs) Totally. They weirdos. (laughs) I mean, yes, but we're legit too. So yeah, (laughs) yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I'm like, okay, I'll come on the show. And I think it was like a 15-minute, 20-minute thing. Um, but, you know, we hit it off really well. And yep. you guys invited you talked me. talked with me and uh, Johnny. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and they were like, oh, you should come back on and talk about your books more. And I thought, oh, that'd be awesome. So yep. I think a couple months later, we did like a full episode. And it went pretty long, actually. It was supposed to be an hour. I think we went for like an hour and a half. And just we went off on so many tangents it was really fun and our sense of humor is just meshed really well together and and then after that we just kept in contact you know on twitter messaging back and forth and i think um god what two three it feels like a really long time ago but i think it was only like two or three months ago that you <laughs> messaged me and was like hey do you actually want to just like come on and join the team and <laughs> and I was like, yeah, absolutely. You, know, you didn't even hesitate. I was like, man, sucker. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right? I didn't even need to twist my arm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm literally sitting here. In my, so I write books, obviously. We, we know that. And I, I have a lot of shit going on with that. But at the same time, I thought, you know, this is really fun. I love comics. I love pop culture. And I really wanted to... Um, do this and as I, I think it, Ken or you and I talked about this in our other random episode that we did when we did yeah. do interview Scott Jr. and instead we just talked to each other for an hour <laughs> right, and a half right. <laughs> but um, yeah I did a radio show like a couple years ago and I just had so much fun I thought hi oh, I really like radio I might want to do this in the future but you know and you just kind of like compartmentalize it and think okay whatever and uh, so when the opportunity came about and you asked me I thought yeah, why not? It'll be fun. And so I've been having a great time. I've been talking to some really, really cool people. That's awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm awesome. glad you're here. I'm glad you're all here. You know, all of you guys make the show better. <laughs> it, you do. You make it way better. It's like, it, it feels like we have like 
real momentum and like and an actual like I don't know before it was always fun but it seemed like a big hobby for just Johnny and I to geek out yeah. because for people who are listening that may or may not know um, Johnny is married to my my wonderful niece and they've been married for what 14 years now yeah 14 years yeah coming up yeah it's yeah. kind of crazy so um so Johnny just all of a sudden and my family is big enough that you kind of get absorbed. We're like an amoeba, right? You get too close, you get absorbed. <laughs> this is true. And so he, he ended up being at all our family functions. And, and for whatever reason, him and I just always end up talking with each other and hanging out. And I'll keep chasing the kids around. Right. Um, so, I don't know. And then we just started talking on Facebook all the time. And then I think the catalyst for the podcast, though, came. We were talking. We were like, man, we should do something. And Johnny had a podcast already from 2009 and he was like we should do a podcast yeah and i was like i don't know and i'm like i was like we could do a blog i mean we're we're, we we talk so much over messenger we could literally just post our messenger post right we talked about about posting a book (laughs) yeah just uh, just being our facebook messenger just print it out and and publish (laughs) it that's it which would have been we still could do that. It would be kind of funny. It would be People funny. People would be like, what is this random <laughs> shit? But uh, <laughs> we started talking. It was my birthday. It was my 43rd birthday. And Kevin Smith came to town. Yeah. And my mom's like, hey, what do you want for your birthday? I said, you could buy me tickets to see Kevin Smith. And she's like, all right. And I said, you could buy me two because I know Johnny will go with me. Yeah. She was like, done. <laughs> so my mother, you can think my mom, my, my right wing religious mom, who I love dearly, uh, thank us to get us tickets to Kevin Smith. And we went and saw him and he just said, and he just, he wanted to say, told some really cool stories. But one of the things that stuck with Johnny and I both talked about after the show was if you're going to do, a, if you're going to make a movie. If you're going to write a book, if you're going to write a comic, if you're going to start a podcast, if you're going to do a radio show or whatever it is, just do it. Just get out there and start doing it. And if you mess up, you mess up. But that's how you learn. And you just, you have, you do it. And if that's what you're passionate about, you're going to have fun and you're going to, and you just having joy coming out, whatever you're doing, then you're a success, whether you have the numbers or not. And I think that hit us both. We were like, wow, that's totally true. And then it took us almost a year later to do it. Well, like we right? wa- we, we walked out of that. August. Yeah. We walked out of that going, let's, let's do it. it. Let's August. figure it out. Yeah. But we didn't actually, our first episode didn't come out until July because Johnny wanted me to use, I'm on the phone right now. So everybody knows because I'm in the process of moving. So all my equipment <laughs> is actually still packed away. So I haven't had a chance to get all up done. And so <laughs> I'm on the phone, and, but at the time, Johnny wanted me to use earbuds or whatever <laughs> I had. He's like, well, you'll just do it. It'll sound fine. And I just refused to do it. I was like, I can't. I just can't do it on earbuds. Now it's like, well, okay, we'll just do it on earbuds because it, it is what it is. But I refused until I got a mic. And the first mic I got was the uh, the Blue Yeti. Yep. Everybody's like, just get the Blue Yeti. It's great. And then I hated it. I hated it. And Johnny sounded like God, and I sounded like a tin, a, hot, a cat on a hot tin roof. Well, it, it, it was so it, bad. It did as well for our San Diego trip, though, for our first San Diego trip. Yeah, it did as well for the San Diego trip. But then I, I realized after going to San Diego with Johnny, 
why he sounded like God is because he would put his mouth right on the mic. And for people who work with mics, understand what's called the proximity effect. Well, so he would be like way up there it's like, and just sound like just this big booming voice. Yeah, like, I would oh just talk God, like this in the microphone so I'd sound all nice and cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I'd sound like, I got and <laughs> And so I was just like, this has got to change. And uh, yeah, but here we are. We get our episodes out and 500 years later, wow, I can't believe it. 500 episodes later, oh, we got long-winded. five of us involved in this now and and it's it's awesome. I do have a, I have a question for everybody though, and I kind of want everybody to think about it and see if they can answer. Um, whether whether you were on it or not, uh, what's been your favorite episode that we've done? I'll we'll start with Casey. Oh, that's really hard. Um, I've had a lot of fun on things that I I didn't really expect to enjoy. Not, not that n- not that I was. Um, wasn't a fan or, or, you know, thought it was bullshit or whatever, but, uh, just people I I really didn't have any, um, any prior knowledge of, uh, there was a, uh, recently I did an episode with a voice actress who, uh, who does the green lantern, Hmm. um, for, uh, what is it? Superhero girls. And she was awesome. Uh, and a lot of the other voice actresses I've talked to have been a blast too. Um, and Matt Kent, uh, I caught up with him so much, uh, and he, he just seemed like a great dude and who else? Uh, crap. He used to write Batman. Uh, he's a crime writer. I don't know. Anyway, uh, really, uh, from what I had understood, um, reading his bio, he seemed kind of like an intense dude. And the conversation started out really intense because uh, it was right at the beginning of COVID and we got into politics a little bit. But uh, he's you know, like a super smart guy. Never felt like he was talking down to me or anything, nice. but very much like I have this to say and I want to say this right now. And if I don't say it, I'm I'm not going to be happy. So I'm, I just need to say this. And uh, I, it it was uh, it was a blast just seeing somebody just kind of open up uh, when I I thought we were just going to let's talk about Batman. <laughs> so yeah, so sometimes I mean I, I think with a lot of the stuff he writes, it's like it, it would be insulting for for him to to just go yeah, then this guy hits the other guy there's he has a lot more uh depth to his work so nice nice well i well i think for me there's there's a, there's a lot of people who i've really enjoyed talking to one of the nice things about being the person who does the scheduling is that i can find the people who i want to talk to so i kind of <laughs> can cheat a little bit um, <laughs> so there's been more know. on the night jeff but i'm like who who am I talking to? <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, I, I, my, my, I I will admit, um, my search usually starts with, who do I want to talk to, and then I go from there. <laughs> um, That's but, fair uh, though. Yeah, a few of my favorite people that we talked to was John Wesley Ship was fucking amazing. That was awesome. Um, that, that was an awesome interview. Yeah, I, I thought that was to me that was just a very special one. I thought he was wonderful. I think the interview that uh, Kendrick, I think you, what you did on that was um, tremendous, getting him uh, to open up. Um, he really opened up. They opened up so much. Didn't his publicist reach out to us? 
<laughs> yeah, I was just about to say, he actually called me on my phone. I wasn't, most people don't call me on my phone, but he did. And he's like, so, um, is this Jeff? I was like, yeah, who's this? He's like, oh, this is, uh, um, and I don't, I don't say this, I don't know if I should say his name or not, but, um, you know, you, for uh, John Wesley Ship, and he's talking about how happy he was, how much he enjoyed it. And that was a fucking amazing feeling. I think, I, I think as soon as we stopped talking, I immediately messaged you and John. I was like, yep. he fucking said he loved it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know the funny thing with John Wesley Ship. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but it's just because we're there. I don't want to lose the thought. Was, you know, when I'm going to interview somebody, I tend to, to, to listen to a lot of their interviews. And he mentioned some things that no one ever touched on. You know, and so I was like, oh, well, if he's going to talk about his house getting shot up and literally people just glazed over because all they want to know about is him playing Flash, then we're going to talk. We're going to talk about that. And it, and as soon as I asked him about North Carolina and his house getting shot at when he was a teenager, it just blew that interview wide open. And it was amazing. I highly anybody listening, go back and listen to John Wesley Ship's interview. It's awesome. I, I will say when I. When people, publicists sometimes ask me for samples of prior episodes, the top link I always send is John Wesley Ship as nice. the example. Oh, that's awesome. Because um, like I said, that one just kind of holds up as being like the ideal interview. Um, yeah. And then I, I'll tell you, I guess the other ones I really enjoyed a lot. Uh, I mean, I enjoyed so many of them, but these are the ones that just came to mind immediately. Uh, William Sadler, I thought was really cool. The guy who plays uh, Death on Bell and Ted's Excellent Adventure. That was um, yeah, that was a that big That was deal cool. You did a great job on that. Oh, thank you. Um, I also enjoyed a lot uh, Gregory Wyden, who um, was the director of The Prophecy, which is one of the best, my favorite movies of all time. I've seen that movie so many times. To talk to the guy who wrote it and directed it was a really big deal for me. That's awesome. Um, and then I interviewed uh, Mark Zaslov, who most, you guys may not know, but he is the writer of um, Mighty Max, which is a cartoon I saw when I was a kid. And I was able to just talk to him about the show. And it kind of felt like something like maybe it was only something that me and him like knew about or cared about. But at I cared about, and that's what made it really kind of special. You know what I'm saying? That's awesome. Yeah, yep. I, I connection there, but that's cool. Uh, so I really enjoyed interviewing Derek Robertson. Uh, you know, co co creator of The Boys and executive producer of The Boys on uh, Amazon Prime. It, we just hit it off really well. He was just so uh, insightful and. We just had a great time. I've had some really good interviews, actually. I've been really lucky. Um, I talked to Chuck Brown, uh, Dan Waters. Just <laughs> been learning, like, I won't mention a couple <laughs> that um, have been interesting. But, uh, no, for the most part, I've had some really fun interviews. And I, yep. I will say this. I actually prefer uh, talking to comic book writers and artists more so than Hollywood actors. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And I didn't think I would feel that way. I thought going into it, I'd be like, yay, I get to talk to celebrities and Hollywood people. Woo-hoo. No, I actually literally um, have really enjoyed talking to comic book people. I think I've learned cool. so much. I had a great, great interview with Heather Antos, uh, senior editor for Image Comics. And she Man, awesome. Heather Antos ditched me. We had her set up. <laughs> I was like waiting for hours. She never responded, but she so came fine. to you, man. So that's, that's all that matters. It's it's a little bit of girl power. I think maybe yeah, right? <laughs> nothing wrong with that. I love I'm it. Still I love it. That. Yeah. yeah. No, we had, I, I was literally like just I, like, I'm still talking to, to a friend. Yeah. It was really fun. Uh, we talked for over an hour 
and uh, yeah, no, I've had a really good time. Like I just, I go into, you know, all of them. I will say this actually, you know what, let's be honest. My favorite episode for myself was the very first one I did with Dacre Stoker and Chris McCauley, just because it was my first one. And Kenrick's like, yeah, you know, Dacre Stoker, no big deal. And I'm like, um, what? (laughs) Stoker's (laughs) fucking descendant. Uh, and I write, I write fantasy novels. I write about vampires. So I'm like, um, what? Okay, cool. So, uh, yeah, that was awesome. That was a great interview. And by the end of it, he was like, tell me about what you think about this and that. And, and I'm Googling you and I'm going to buy your books. And I'm like, what universe am I in that Dacre Stoker is looking up my books right now? So <laughs> that was pretty fantastic. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. That awesome. Karen, what about your you? new books? Melissa are doing really well. You're, uh, what's the newest one you have out? Oh my gosh. Uh, so I have after I fall, uh, which is a paranormal romance on the steamier, sexier side of the, uh, <laughs> the spectrum. <laughs> yeah. <I love> it. <laughs> a little bit of 50 shades. Um, so that one's doing pretty well. Yeah. And, uh, and then I have, uh, I have six, well, I have two series out. I have blood and darkness, which is, um, a, my first series and it's, you know, vampires and witches and Greek mythology woven in. And I had another book come out in May, uh, which was a spinoff series. And that book is called Smoke and Ritual. And I've got another one coming out in April. And yeah, I'm just, I mean, that's all I've been doing all day long is doing edits on the second book for that and planning more books. And that's all I do is, is write and do podcasts now. <laughs> awesome. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going next, Johnny? You want me to? You can go next. All right. So I have, it's hard to pick one. You know, uh, Jeff mentioned one of my favorites with the John Wesley ship. Uh, Jerry Ordway was another one that I really loved because we just got along really well. We, 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 um, we ended up chatting for hours. Uh, one, another one of my favorite ones was Kelly Jones. Uh, Kelly and I said goodbye to each other three separate times, but kept talking for an hour after each time. And we ended up doing, it was like three and a half hours or three yeah. hour interview. Three episodes. It, it was, it was crazy. And then we're, and then we're friends on Facebook now and, and message each other from time to time. So it's, it's a nice thing, you know? Um, and I loved talking with Tommy Chong. I mean, that guy was just, I was shocked on, his the every interview I've ever seen him do or every movie or TV show, he plays the same character, you know, the same type of character. And on our show, we got Tommy Chong, the, the Tommy Chong, not, not the, the movie Tommy Chong. And he gave us, he gave Tom, uh, Johnny and I so many tidbits of insights of how he lived. Uh, when we were talking to him, Sugar Ray Leonard was sitting at his house. They're going to have their barbecuing together. I mean, it was, it was just ridiculous. But my favorite interviews to do will probably always be when it's me, and, and, and not to exclude anybody else, but when it's, it's me, Johnny, and Andrew Sumner. Sumner, for people who don't know, is the executive vice president of Titan Merchandise. We met him uh, in 2017 at the San Diego Comic-Con. He told us we we had a local comic book store in Mill Creek called Mill Mill Geek Comic. Shout out to Russ. Uh, Russ found out we had a podcast. He said, "Hey, you guys want to go to San Diego Comic Con? I'll give you 
all of my tickets because he never goes. And we're like, yes, yes, we do. And not only did he give us tickets to get in, but he also gave us the retailer lunch passes where you get special stuff and you get to hear Marvel and DC and Image and Titan and all the different comic book publishers lay out their plans for the year. It's kind of cool. And we also got tickets to the Image Skybound luncheon and got to meet, um, oh my God, his name is passing me. Robert Kirkman. Thank you, sir. Robert Kirkman. (laughs) And that was really cool. But Sumner told this wonderful story about getting a whole plane singing Wonder Woman. And it was hilarious. And uh, the the theme from the TV show from the 1970s. And we went and talked to him and we just had a blast. And we didn't get a chance to interview him then. But then he came to Seattle about two months later. And we sat down at a bar and we talked. And then from that moment on, Sumner has always been an advisor, uh, someone for us to talk to and look up to in a lot of ways. And just been an amazing friend. And so it's always been, um, he's been a mentor, I think is the best way to put it. And so it's always fun when he comes on because we always end up, one, he has just the most entertaining stories. And if any of you guys or anybody out there um, hasn't listened to the Sumner episodes, I highly recommend them because the stories that he tells of the things that he's done is tremendous. He's been, he's had a show on TV where he did, he introduced classic movies for Turner Classic Movies in, in Britain. He's been a rock and roll magazine writer. He's been a movie writer. He's been a movie magazine writer. Uh, and, you know, he's been in and out of publishing. And he's just done so many things. And the amount of story He has this amazing story with uh, Chris Penn, Sean Penn's brother. And it's hilarious. And it's on, like, our second interview with them, I think. Yeah. And I would highly suggest going out and check it out. So really, if I had to pick like one, it, you can't pick one episode because we have so many great ones, but Sumner is my, is, is I will always make time to chat with Sumner on this podcast because I, I absolutely love him and it was, it, it, that's the pinnacle for me. Yeah. Sumner's, Sumner's great. And, and it, it's, it's, it's funny. Cause like, uh, he's been, you know, he, he, his friendship with us has taken off and it's been like, you know, we still chat all the time with him. The guy lives in England. We still, you know, it's, it's the summer episodes are, are fantastic. They are, they are one of my tops out there because they're not only fun to do and to create, but they're fun. I think they're fun to listen to, you know? So, yeah, but I'm not going to piggyback off you and say summer for me as well. Cause that'd be cheap. Um, yeah. I think but for, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's no, no. So I think my, my, my overall favorite episode that I had the most fun with, or just how much sheer just fun would be uh, our episode Deathstalker and the Nom with Casey, where we reviewed the Deathstalker <laughs> movie and talked about the Nom. Oh, and so awful! The whole conversation oh, we had, God. yeah, yeah. that <laughs> was just, so funny. It just, every time I think about it, it just it's so funny because one, we wait, it's basically two. It should have been two different episodes, right? Because what half it's Deathstalker, half it's the Nom, and those two things couldn't be further from from each other as far as what they're about and what they are. And yeah, one is awesome; the <laughs> other one is a gross mistake. It's just disgusting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but I think my, my, it's my favorite interview for me is, is, is it, and, and not counting Sumner because Kindergarten already took Sumner. My favorite interview, a person we've talked to for me is, is a tie between two people and it's two people we talked to very early on and it's, it's Stefan Frank and Ben Tibblesmith. Oh yeah. 
those two mm, interviews. I love oh, Stephen oh, Frank. Stephen Frank is so amazing. And so has been to Tim Smith. And yeah. talking with him, like Stephen told us so many stories, like about his grandfather es- escaping uh, concentration camps twice in World War II. And yep. it is all these amazing stories. And and like we talked to Ben Templesmith, we ended up talking American politics with with him, and it was astoundingly you know insightful and great. And that was they, they probably stick out in my mind so much because they were so early in our career of doing podcasts, right? They were some of the first big guests we got in between Stephen Frank and Ben Templesmith and Richard Cadre that and got Scott Godleski. Those were like our we were super excited to get get them back in the day because we didn't know yeah. what we were doing. We didn't have someone like Jeff back then to actually knew what they were doing to get people. We just would bug people until they said yeah. yes. <laughs> Yeah, we just we just tweet at them, and they were like, "Okay, I'll do it." Well, right. well, Ben Templesmith, we got at Jet City Comic Con. Yeah, he agreed there. And he said, "Oh yeah, I'll I'll do it." And it was funny, <laughs> Ben Templesmith. I love that guy, and every time I see him, we end up chatting forever. And I feel bad because we'll have a line because if you don't know who Ben Templesmith, he's the co-creator of Thirty Days a Night. He mm-hmm. is he's a very original artist. No one when you see a Ben Templesmith piece of work you know that's been temple smith because no one does it like he does i have two right? of his issues yeah yeah so and good. he's the only guy for some reason every time i talk to him i fumble my words every time <laughs> it's like, like like almost i'm not starstruck but i'm starstruck you are it's a schoolgirl <laughs> crush man like <laughs> he always think, trips I you up i have a total man crush on ben temple smith yeah you do you do it's, <laughs> it's great Bromancing here. It is total bromance. He's he's awesome though, man. I remember we asked him. He was like talking about Brexit, how dumb it was. And I asked him. I was like, "Well, do you think the fall of the Greek banking system and the the currency of them exiting, you know, needing to borrow money from Germany and in Euro, was the beginning of Brexit?" And he was like, "What podcast am I? (laughs) Just a comic show? (laughs) What show is this?" But that was another one where he was like, I got like 30 minutes and was on for like two hours. Yeah. Yeah. That seems to be a theme with us. It er- is. Earlier, y'all were talking about some of the early um, early interviews that you did. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, uh, y'all did not mention Uwe Boll. Oh, yeah. Uwe Boll. Uwe Boll. Was that you, Casey, that said, hey, he just tweeted this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He tweeted it out, and I jumped on it, and um, it was uh, it was one of those weird things where he he responded immediately, and yeah, I was like, well, "Fuck, I guess we got to talk to Louis Bowl now." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and- that was. Let's let's be honest. That wasn't an interview. That was an hour and ten minutes of Uva Bowl talking about whatever he wanted to talk about, and us going, "Uh huh, yep, okay, yeah, cool." <laughs> yep, we, yep, I think we asked much. three questions <laughs> in an hour and a half. Yep. Yeah, yeah. He was interesting, though. He was. He actually. He was really interesting. He invited us up to his restaurant in Vancouver to come have sausages or bratwurst, whatever he sells up there. I mean, we never went up there, but yeah, I, he was. He, he was. He was actually super nice. I mean, we weren't. We were. We were not allowed to call him the world's worst director on the episode or any portion of the episode per his contract person. But that is something people call him, and it was kind of funny because just everything about that episode was like, "Is this real? Are we really talking to the guy who made Blood Rain and Alone in the Dark?" I mean. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But he was funny because he was like talking about all those critics that talk shit about his movies. He uh, had a boxing contest with like a lot of them in right. Las Vegas. And he beat up every 
single critic that showed up. Well, he's a bo- that, that's what it was. He was coming on to promote. He, he wanted that. he wanted to box Alex Jones. That's why he was coming on. Yep. He, he was promoting his yep. thing to try oh, and box Alex Jones. Knock the shit out of Alex Jones. <laughs> Dude, have you ever watched Alex Jones going on Joe Rogan podcast? No, I haven't. I can't stand Joe Rogan. Me neither. Oh, Me neither. I love Joe Rogan, but it's hilarious. That's all right. It's all right. We'll move yeah, on. So, so Stefan Frank, actually, getting right to that, he was one of the first like comic book artists, writers that I met in person. And I was yeah. the first time I had gone to Emerald City Comic Con as well. And I was like walking by his booth, and he's like, You like vampires? I can tell. Come over to my booth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Great. I bought like everything he was yeah. selling. I'm like, all right, just give it, give me all of it. Oh, yeah, he's he was really sweet. <laughs> really, <Yeah. Dude. laughs> happened to me? Yeah, we went in. Johnny and I got to the very beginning. Johnny Kaylee and I got to the very beginning of San Diego Comic Con right before they opened the doors. We're, we were like right there. We were literally the first three people in the door when they opened it up for the 2017. And when they and the door that we went into went, went right to Stephen Frank's booth. And he had, yeah. he always has that huge booth that says silver. Mm-hmm. And we walked oh, yeah. up, and I had slated myself to spend no more than $100 on comic book. <laughs> and I spent 120 at his booth. <laughs> like, within the first five minutes of the stupid comic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. What, you know, I, yeah, I was, like, I let me, I was by whatever. I love whatever you're saying, whatever your accent, you know, whatever you're selling, I'm buying. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, Kirk's like, don't, don't lose my money. <laughs> If you meet Melissa in a, in out in the wild, just speak in a French accent. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It'll work. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I was talking to Yannick Paquette the other night, and I was like, oh, my God, whatever you say, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and you talked to Dan Waters, too. And that guy, he's got a good voice, too. I know. He's got the British. I was like, I've got all these accents all week. I've just been talking to foreigners. And I'm like, this is great. <laughs> it's the Send best. them all to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! I always feel really um, self-conscious when I talk to to people from from England or or wherever else, just because they sound so fucking smart. And here I'm like, "What do y'all think about comics? Y'all yeah, lots of comics? I like it. What you think? <laughs> so what I, you talking about, Willie? Really? Try my best. To, yeah. No. Try my best to, to enunciate as as much as possible. Now, in case if you love your NPR That's voice hilarious. and your Southern drawl on the interviews, it adds a nice flair. Or Unflare, whatever you want to say. <laughs> <laughs> Alabama. Alabama. I, yeah. I'll be honest, Casey. Sometimes I wish you didn't do the NPR voice because you start off with it and then you start talking normally with the people and then they respond more. And all of a sudden your interviews like are alive. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I love, I, I love the fact that you have a, a slight Southern accent. It brings... Because like Melissa, Jeff, the four of us don't we're we're nondescript. We don't have we have non regional dialects. Right. You know what I mean? We like read the news. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and then here you are with some flavor, you know, some God some thank God some flavor because, you know, can't have non regional. I guess we can all do the anchor man, but that's about it. <laughs> right, right. I, I don't know why I do the um the the Close. I think it's because I'm, I'm talking closer to the mic when when I start out. I think it's hilarious. And, uh, <laughs> well, it's I mean, hilarious. You can you say, you say, you say the four of us are nondescript. Like, Jeff and I, 
have the ability to talk super fast and can't stop it. So we, we're a little <laughs> yeah, disrupted there. Jeff and I both have that. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I remember Kenrick when, when I first started doing these interviews, Kenrick was like, you need to slow down. I was like, <laughs> I, was, I thought I was slowing down. <laughs> Dude, Jeff, I remember you, you and I did, uh, did Robert Venditti the first time together. That was the first one you were on. The first one that was scheduled out, we yeah. did. And I remember I was messaging you. I was like, slow down, slow down, <laughs> slow down. And, yeah, I, and I, I swear to God, you know you're going fast if Johnny's telling right? you to slow down. Because I have to tell myself the same thing all the time to slow down. Because I, I get talking, I, I go super fast. Like if you listen to some of our outros that I do, like without Kenrick, I'm just blowing. I'm like, man, that was way too fast. Uh, I've actually had to like stop and redo them because I'm like, that's too fast. No one can understand what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, and I and I, I, I when you were texting, when you messaged me, I'm like, I am, I am. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, I got a question for you. 500 episodes, and I think you've been a part of like 300 episodes um, since you've come on, you know what I mean, on the team. Yeah. How are you with where we're at, and where do you see us going? Oh, damn. Um, Yeah. That's a hard one. I mean, honestly, I'm overly ambitious. I'm never quite happy with where I am at any given moment ever. So, like, I I was, when we hit, um, when we were hitting about 30,000 listeners, I was like, you know what, Jesus Christ, this is freaking awesome. But we really need to hit fifty for this to be really cool. Then we hit fifty, and I was like, you know, hundred thousand would be kind of cool. You know, maybe in a year we'll hit that. And then we hit it like a month later. It's like, okay, fuck, now we hit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now we got to hit a million. That that that's, that's the end game now. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah, that's and, hilarious. I mean, I, I, I told the story once, and I, I might as well just because it doesn't matter anymore. Because we, we've hit the number early on when I was first trying to get the early interviews. I will admit to anyone who's paying attention, I, I lied about our listeners, not, our listening. <laughs> no, you did not. Um, <laughs> you and, never, and, you and, never did that. Of course not. And and I, and I lied pretty. Bra- I, was, I was pretty brash on my um, on my lies. I mean, they they, they were quite um, exaggerated. And right. now we're past the point where you know the higher. We now have a higher number of viewers than the numbers I used to lie about. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. awesome. So That's... that that says something, I think. Um, I remember, I'm not going to say what number we actually were at, but there's one point where I was quite often saying we had 80,000 listeners. And I would say that quite right. routinely to everybody to get our listen to get people to um, join our show. And I thought 80,000 was a huge lie, and I felt kind of guilty about it, but I kept saying it. And now we're, but and now we're well past that point in in reality, and that I think that says all you need to say. Yeah. Well, and so let's, let's let's talk numbers for a second, guys. I did I didn't I didn't get a chance to do all the numbers I wanted to do for this episode because I wanted to have some some real numbers because I'm excited for what we've done. But if we just go from the first episode we released with Jeff on it, which our first interview with Jeff came on board, which I think that time frame was like the catalyst for us blowing up and doing a lot more right that would have been robert venditti which released on uh november 4th so roughly a year a little over or a little over a year ago a year and two weeks ago um <clears throat> that was episode 270 or 230 i mean since then we've released 270 episodes in the last year wow damn that's an insane amount of episodes to come out in a year i mean and and that was originally we we're doing like we had to like do three a week to kind of keep up and now we're doing you know, five, sometimes seven a week just to get them out on time. Cause there's so many. And if, if we had released every episode that we have recorded, we would have been at 500, you know, two months ago. Cause we have a ton in the backlog just sitting right, waiting to come out. And that's an insane 
Uh, sorry. Not, same, no, don't, don't be sorry. Never, don't, don't you ever be sorry for that. But it's, it's, it's just awesome, man. That's insane amount. Yeah. I like, we thought it, we thought it was in kindergarten. I thought it was insane. When we hit a hundred episodes in a year, we went from one to a hundred in, in, in 12 months and by ourselves. Now we went, yeah. you know, we went 270. Now we're at 500 total episodes, which is an insane amount of episodes. And like, I was looking at it too. And like, I was looking at like, I was, cause I was curious. I was like, how many episodes has Casey been on? How many episodes has Jeff been on? Like doing interviews and been on and <clears throat> Jeff's been on 70 episodes, like as a, as a voice on the show. And Casey's been on 109 wow. yeah. as a show. Casey's crossed the hundred mark now at 109. Wow. Nice. Wow. And that, 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 that every listening though, that's, that's not counting stuff. that's not released. They've, they've all, they've all done more. It's, not really, and Melissa's got 10 so far, but that's 10 released so far. There's still probably another 10 or so since you've joined the last mm-hmm. two months that have been done, you know? <laughs> right. It's, 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 it's just, and it's Melissa's crazy to me. Great. You've been amazing, Melissa. I'm not even right. kidding. Cause you know, Jeff's like, who can do this? You're like, I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then you, and, and, and you've just gotten, I don't know. You, you already, you're already pretty seasoned when you started, but it seems like you've gotten better and better. Every interview I've listened to that you've done, it's, it's even more so, you know? Thank you. And you sound so much better now with that new mic. I know, right? It's exactly. funny. I don't sound all muffled. <laughs> she has a good mic and you I, don't. Whenever. <laughs> yep. She's got yeah, a good mic. I, I think the last episode, I think the Derek Robertson episode actually was the last one without my mic that's been recorded yeah. that we released. So now everything that comes out, I have my mic now. So. Nice. Nice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know. It makes a huge difference. Yeah, it does make a giant difference. Yeah, as Kenry yeah. said, everybody on the show a bunch of crap because he had a mic for a yeah. long time, then it broke, and then it took him thirty years to get it fixed. Right, Casey took a monster, Alan. Kind of. <laughs> well, and like everyone on the show is everyone's. I mean, if you listen back to everyone's first interview, like Kenry's first interview and my first interview versus ones we do now, and you know Jeff's first interview and Casey's first interview, we've all grown so much and gotten so much better at the interviews and, and the, the conversational um, aspect of it. I mean, and not, not to pick on you, Jeff, but I use you as my biggest example here because like you, you've gone from um, uh, being honest, you've gone from sounding nervous during an interview to this is like an, uh, this is like yeah. talking to a friend, like you're the growth yeah, you've done in interviews is, is, is so insane and it's, it's great. And all it's, it's, it's great to see on the show. We've done that. And now it's like, I mean, honestly, we used to be like, all right, Kendrick, like, no, who are we going to have do interviews right now? We should do this one because of whatever. Now it's like, I don't care who does it because everybody, everybody who does them is, is solid and good at what they do. And I'm not worried about anybody doing yep. something stupid. Well, yeah, yep. there, there was, there was actually a pre-interview. I was talking to someone who I previously had interviewed, um, I was, uh, Neil Cohen, and he had asked me some question about the interview and he basically said, you know, he complimented me on my interview style and whatnot. And I told him, I said, it's basically modeled after Kenrick and John. They set the tone for the type of interview that the show is supposed to be. And I've been working for like the last year to get to that point. <laughs> it's definitely yeah. paid you're, off, man. You have grown so much in your interviews that it's, it's actually ridiculous. You're not the same person that you were when you first started. Like when you wanted to be on Eric Larson and, and we were like, we were nervous. We were nervous <laughs> to have you interview on Eric Larson just because you were so like, you were so in your shell. You know, that's the yeah. only way to put it. You know, and you had a tendency to like. I think you had them. I think you might have had your interview, your questions written down, and you it was, are. Yeah, you could, but you could tell then that you were reading from a list, and sometimes it didn't sound like you were listening to their answers, and you were already going into the next question. And we're like, "What are you doing?" And then, but you, you took 
I don't know, man. You just like you grew so much. It's incredible. It really is, dude. Well, thank you. Like, I, I, it, it really comes down to one listening to your interviews that you, John, and Casey were doing, and also yeah. I think a lot has to do with once again. I think a lot of the, what um, lesson for for lesson for the listeners uh, confidence. You know, it's like, well, I've spoken to this guy, this guy, and this guy, so I shouldn't be nervous talking to this guy. You know what I'm saying? I've done it right. already. You know, right. and, and, it, and it helps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one thing that Johnny always, Johnny and I always talked about. We don't want to do standard interviews if we can help it. We really want to do more hangouts. Yeah. Of, let's just hang out and get to know each other and, and see what comes of it. You know, sometimes we have to do those interview skills. Like uh, we have certain people coming on and they actually ask, what's the questions you're going to ask? It's like, oh my <laughs> Lord. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and that's always kind of lame because it kind of limits what, how you can, you know, what you can do. But at the same time, you know, we, we satisfy those, but a lot of people that we have come on, it's just really, I mean, I mean, how do you talk about Brexit with Ben Templesmith if you have a set <laughs> amount of questions you can do? Yeah, the ones the ones that give the max time drives me crazy. I was like, I'm like, okay, I got you know, I want to ask these questions. I got 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. 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 I know that happens uh, sometimes where you have all your questions written out and. Uh, well, it's actually only happened to me once. John knows uh, <laughs> where they're like, yep. I'm like, oh, um, how long is this going to take? And you're like, oh, okay, <laughs> sorry, sorry to bother you. <laughs> sorry to bother you, but sorry for giving you marketing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sorry for free promotion, dude. Sheesh. Yeah. Sorry for the free promo. We'll yeah. try to stop. <laughs> there, there, there's been there's been two times where I've been interviewing someone and they've had their publicist on the air. And while I'm talking, they get on and go, excuse me, this needs to be over. I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's I, over. I've heard wow. that in the edits, but I'm like, that's kind of rude. <laughs> that is rude. <laughs> I'm not going to say who the actors were who did that, but yeah, it was, um, I, like the interview was going really well too. If, if one of the guys, the interview was going fantastic. And it was going so smooth and I was enjoying the hell out of it. And then the publicist <laughs> pops on and goes, this needs to be over. I was like, Okay. Well, yeah, on that one too. I remember the guy, the person you were talking to, was like, "Oh, really?" Because he was having fun too. Yeah, we, we 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 nerded out really well together, and then, like I said, then that came on. I was like, "Fuck, someone needs a new yeah, publicist." Yeah. He does need new publicist. Yeah. Or he needs to sell his publicist. Uh, no, it's not over because I'm having a good time. Right. I like what I'm doing. <laughs> you know, it was a fun interview, and we got really lucky. And the new season's out right now. Emily Swallow on the Mandalorian. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, she was cool. Honest to God, that was the... Oh, go ahead. No, she was so fun. And she was just so... um, She was just so open, you know what I mean? I was kind of surprised. I thought she was going to be a little bit more um, rigid. And she wasn't, man. She was a blast. She was so funny. So I have a backstory on that interview. Yeah. Um, Because... the way things happen, um, we weren't sure as to who would be able to uh, um, set up the interview in between, you know, the actual interview and her initial phone call because she was calling in. So yeah. um, I answered her phone call and uh, basically got it hooked up to where Kendrick could could take the call, do the interview. I was still on the line. I believe Jeff was as well. Yep. I was on my cell phone on the way home from work while all this was occurring. And I was <laughs> really? listening in Yeah, I was listening into the conversation while it was happening and I had it muted. 
uh, and I, I just wanted to make sure everything was going smoothly and um, uh, just, you know, out of curiosity, you guys wrap up the interview and I forgot to, uh, as, as I was driving home, I was so engrossed in the interview, I forgot to get gas. <laughs> I run out of gas <laughs> on, the way, on the way home. And, um, <laughs> as you're like talking to Jeff and I and, and going, hey, how, how do you guys think it was going? I was, my ass was pushing my vehicle down the country road. <laughs> it went good. I think you did great, man. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I was able to push it up a, a slight incline enough to then coast the rest of the way into my driveway. But yeah, I, I was, you know, it was oh, fucking, it was That's boiling hilarious. ass hot. That's and hilarious. I pushed the car uh, as, yeah. So, you know, was. you know, I, I know we mentioned though that Eric Larson, we talked as the one that kind of opened it up, but I think it was Emily yeah. Swallow interview that really opened it up. I think that was the interview that changed everything. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Um, Cause that, yeah, that was our first like real celebrity interview. And after that, I, I think um, Kenrick and, and John, you decided to connect with IDM pro and help me connect with that. I think that was the launch pad was Emily Swallow. That, yeah. That, that, that's yeah. My opinion. yeah. We had Osric Chow, right? Not too long after that. Yep. Yep. Um, and he was yeah, great. Susan Eisenberg. Yeah. Susan Eisenberg was great. Uh, yep. 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 Where yep. At? yep. You know, uh, Emily Swallow was funny though, because she, she did have a time limit. And so we decided just to have, you know, just me do the interview, which I really appreciated everybody. Um, it's hard to find when you have, you know, five people that have strong, um, egos, <laughs> strong egos, <laughs> that's not the right word, <laughs> a strong mindset, right? Then, and, and being in a team, sometimes it's hard to want to give things that I want to do that, you know, I want to do that. Da, 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 da. But this team really just kind of pulls together and, and, and does what's best for the team as a whole, which is amazing. And Emily Swallow is one of those interviews that was about that is trying to, because we only had a, we had a very limited time because she was doing a bunch of interviews that day. Yeah. 30 minutes. And she was awesome. And we kept it. We, we ended right on time. And she even said in that, you know, I just appreciate you guys taking my time seriously. And I was like, of course, yeah. you know, how, how can you not? And, you know, I think it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, what do you, how do you guys, what do you guys, so we did 270 episodes in the last year, 503 years. What do you think we're going to do in the next year? Like, where do you see us next year on this? Well, there's three to six, five days in a year. So, um, the goal, I guess is 365. <laughs> 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 um, well, I mean, like, the, the interesting thing was that our growth over the last four months has been exponent, exponential. Um, so if you look at where we grew from that November in a year, I think it's possible. I mean, hitting 180 or 200,000 monthly listeners by the, this time next year isn't out of the question. I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. We've we've done we've done amazing stuff in the last year, and if we keep at this pace, we're going to keep doing amazing stuff. I mean, there's really only going up from here, especially since we've got a great team of interviewers, a great team on the website. You know, we 
we'd be remiss if on this episode to not mention, you know, spoilers.com and all the other people we have on, on the website there with, yeah. with Robert Savinsky and Jay mm-hmm. Roach and, and, and Saul and Greg and Dan and, and Sarah and everybody else who, and who helps on Eli when he, when he does sometimes, um, all the other podcasts that we work with on our network on the spoilers network, because we somehow accidentally became a podcast network too over the last year. <laughs> yeah. We didn't even that Johnny and I talked about becoming a network. Like, we're like, maybe we should someday become a network. And then we both were like, oh, that's just too much work. We don't want to do that. And and then we've been asked to be part parts of networks lots of times, but we're like, no, we don't want to give up anything. And we'd rather just control all of our own stuff, you know, because everybody wants to. And then I don't know how this happened. All of a sudden we turned around and um, I think it really started with us finding, uh, Johnny always gets mad at me because about every six months I'd go, Hey, I found a new host that we should really look at. So we went from, uh, I think the only one Johnny picked out was, um, SoundCloud. What's the name of that? SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Cause it was cheap and yeah. easy. He, yeah. We started with that one. Cause that's the one he knew. And then I was like, Oh, we should go check out Podbean or what up Podbean. It Lipson. was, uh, Lipson. Lipson. Yeah. Because, well, cause SoundCloud was, go, was the, the, the whole rumor was SoundCloud was going to go out of business. Yeah. They were bankrupt. And the, yeah. a, uh, a last minute investor bailed them out. Yep. Yep. And so, but we changed over to Libsyn and Libsyn is great. Libsyn is great. They're just super expensive. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, they really are. So, so then we were like, and then we were like, well, let's check out Podbean. <laughs> and then we went over to Podbean and Podbean was great. And then I found Podian and then we looked at Podian, but we didn't move over to Podian, but, uh, we started talking with Robert and we started talking, uh, Robert, um, Slinsky. Uh, bridging the geekdom. Yep. And we started looking at his podcast and then we had, uh, bridging the geekdom and what else? What was the other one? Uh, shooting the Sith. And then there was nerd talk and then the Sith. there's all the podcasts. Yeah. Nerd tacos. That's the one. Yeah. 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 And the shows that I, and the other shows that I was doing at the time. Yeah. And they're like, we want to bring them all over. And because we found Castos and Castos is a podcasting hosting service. That's amazing. They, they let us host everybody's files for one low price. And that's what we needed. And then boom, all of a sudden we had, we had, we had our website, which was at the time sdpod.net, which we never liked, but in our chat room, we have an amazing friend, ally, his name is Eli and he started calling everything we were doing because we had all these people starting to talk with the, the spoiler verse. And we were just like, that's it. We're going to, we're and literally he said it two minutes later, Johnny and I were talking to each other. We bought the domain. And then, yep. And then now we just have it redirected. So you go to spoilerverse.com, Boom. You're on our website. And then all of a sudden we had all these, all these different podcasts, that we were able to host that didn't cost us anymore. So we're like, yeah, come on over. Yeah. So and now we put them on. And then all of a sudden we had people wanting to write for us. Yep. I don't know, Johnny, maybe you tell the story better. Cause it's, it's, it's been nuts. It's it, like, it felt like it was overnight. We went from just being Johnny and I and Casey from time to time. And Jay Roach, Johnny, K- Casey and Jay Roach. Yep. And then all of a sudden Jeff was there. And then all of a sudden Robert's there. And then everybody else followed suit after that. And now, now we have, seven, eight people working on the website. Yep. And then we have this amazing team here working on spoiler country. And I don't even know 
how this is happening because <laughs> we're not making any money yet. Right. You know, well, we got, and the goal is to get to a point where we can do that. We, we actually, so we actually made enough money off of some t-shirt sales and some other stuff and some ads we did before our, we had the, uh, the ads got taken down because I moved and Google sent the Google AdSense sent the verification to my old address. I never got it. So they stopped our ads and I'm still waiting to get that refixed, but we actually made enough money off of that to pay for a year of hosting, which is, which was nice, but Oh, that's right. Yeah. But that's on the, cool. I mean, on the, the podcast side, I mean, we've got, you know, Bridge and the Geekdoms, Funny Book Forensics, Haphazard Adventures, Misery Point Radio, Moose and Squirrel, which is a show Kendrick I have to get back to and finish someday. Uh, Narrative Gunslingers, <laughs> Nerds from the Crypt, Nerd Talklipse, Polygon Warriors, uh, Shooting the Sith, our show, and then Waiting on Our Miracles. We've got, oh, and White to Sierra Radio. So we've got, you know, roughly 15 shows on the network of various people who just do podcasts. And there's Spoiler Country and then there's all the other stuff that we do. And it's just, it's insane. And it's, it, it all blew up. It was all, it was all, it was all, it was all when you made that post on Facebook and then Jeff reached out and then everybody else reached out to you and to me. And, and then the website went from, you know, us and Casey and Jay sometimes to a group of like 10, 15 people who were super passionate about this. And then Jeff taking the reins and bringing in all these interviews for us to do. And then Melissa joining up and then Casey doing, you know, jumping and doing more interviews. And that's basically becoming this, 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 you know, five sided demon of, of awesomeness. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's. I mean, this is like, for example, Johnny bought a house, and I bought. We both bought houses this year, and when Johnny moved, um, it could have just it, like if it was just him and I still, then the podcast just would have stopped for the month or so that it took him to move, mm-hmm. and then when I moved, it just would have stopped for the couple of months that it's been taking me to get to where I, you know to get everything done. And now we're at a point where <laughs> it just keeps rolling. <laughs> right. <laughs> I've been, I, I feel like we're blessed that we have all these people wanting to be a part of this and wanting to help. And Jeff, Melissa, Casey, I mean, you guys are three of the most instrumental and I just really appreciate you guys doing what you're doing. Mm, thank you. Thank you. I'll say thank you for Casey because Casey had to leave. So Casey's not here anymore, but I'll say thank you for him. So <laughs> he had better things to do apparently than talk to Casey us for a building. Right. Right. Can you do it in your best NPR voice? Casey has left the building. <laughs> not as good as Casey, but I try. I try. Which actually I was going to tell him before he left that if they ever um, were going to like reinvent love line, he would be like the new Dr. Drew, right? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking voice. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> I'm going to tell him uh, that. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. So, Melissa, yeah, where do you think you're going to see yourself in a year with this? I think we're going to, I think we're going to hit the, the 1 million actually. That, uh, <laughs> was, yeah. I mean, just, just go big, right? Cause here's the thing. Like why, why do it? If, if you're going to be like, mm, maybe, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. No, I mean, I, I'm a very ambitious person. Obviously I, I started out writing books, um, like five years ago. And in two years I've published, five books written six. So I know no, that. Prolific, man. Thank you. Yeah. I, I, I'm stubborn and, um, you know, I just don't take no for an answer. So I think that like when you set your mind to something and you work really hard, then, um, you know, just shit happens. 
you know, like if you do do what you want to do, then it's going to happen and doors close, but they also open. And uh, I mean, if you literally like sit back for a second and look at the amount of checked mark people that we've interviewed, you know, that check mark that you see on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, these are people that don't, they have a lot, they, you know, they have a lot going on in their lives. They don't just give interviews to everybody. So I think that if we keep doing that and the interviews are quality, I think we all have really good questions and we all strive to like, you know, like get more info out of them than just like the typical interview that they do. Um, yeah. I, you know what I mean? Like I, I was, that's like my goal is like, I want to get them to say something they wouldn't normally fucking say anywhere else. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Yeah. And I think that's one yeah. thing we excel at. So we excel I, at, at getting stuff out of people they normally don't talk about on podcasts. And it's not like we're trying to dig dirt out of them. We, we talk about things outside of the norm. We don't ask the same boring five questions. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jeff just had an interview with Ashley Robinson and Jason Inman, where at the end of the interview, which I cut out there, so at the end of it, they literally thanked him for not asking the same five questions and having some deep, yeah. real questions. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I've been told that too. They're like, I do podcasts all the time and this has been fun because most of the podcasts I do are the same questions all the time. And, yeah, you know, so that's like a huge compliment. And you're like, okay, well, let's keep doing this because that means, you know, we're, they're giving up an hour of their time, you know, let's make it fun and not boring. Yeah. And, and I really do think there's a snowball effect. The, the better the guests we get, the more viewers we get. The more viewers we get, the better guests we get. And it just starts mm-hmm. snowballing. And like I said, it feels like it's been snowballing since Emily Swallow, and I think it's going to keep going. The quality of our guests are getting bigger and bigger and more consistent. And I think it's the consistency, too, that's going to be a key. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I've gotten yep. trolled a few times, and I think, like, you you haven't really made it until you've gotten trolled. I agree. But guess who came to her rescue? Like, Casey, like, like, oh hell no! <laughs> yeah, that was great. That was actually great. That was amazing. <laughs> I don't know anything about the story. What? It's on Twitter. I don't know the story on Twitter. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. Tell me. This was this was a Corey Feldman, right? Who was it with Melissa? What was who was your interview with? Do you remember? So yeah, oh yeah, I remember. So Casey and I interviewed Corey Feldman. <laughs> That's right. And uh, so we, you know, I'm like, yay, I talked to Corey Feldman and I'm like, Lost Boys, you know, nostalgia, but he, he wrote a documentary about mm-hmm. shit and uh, he has a lot of haters. So I tweeted out the episode. He liked it. He retweeted it. And um, you all did the same thing. Like everybody retweeted the episode, but the one, the troll decided to come after me. And put all this weird shit on my It was my weird. Computer. And so yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, I group, you know, in Discord, I was like, hey, I'm getting trolled right now. It was like two in the morning. So I, I went to bed. The next morning I wake up and Casey's like, oh, hell no. Fuck that. Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> That's Casey for you. Yeah, Casey called that guy out. And he was like, I oh, find it interesting that you that you attacked the only woman in the the only woman in the, on the, in the whole group. And you could have said right. anything to any one of us. Yeah. And it was exactly. It was, it was awesome. He put him in his place. Well, and Corey so Feldman great. came on too. Oh, Corey Feldman replied as well. Yeah, yeah. Corey Feldman was like, "Just delete them and block them yeah. immediately." <laughs> <laughs> so so I have random. Lo- I was like, I called my best friend. I was like, I'm being trolled on Twitter right now because of Corey Feldman. She's like, Why is this your life right now? <laughs> <laughs> 
because it's awesome. That's why. Yeah. What do your friends think, Melissa, when you tell them that you're doing a podcast and some of the people that you've talked to? Oh gosh, um, they're they're really supportive. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah, most of my friends and family like will listen in as like as long as it's an actor. <laughs> like <they're, laughs> right. if it's a comic book artist, they're like who? Um, but no, everyone's super supportive of it. It's been great. Um, yeah, I mean my my daddy's so funny. When I first started doing podcasts, he was like. What what time are you on? What channel is it on? And I'm like, no, it's not, a <laughs> not a radio station. <laughs> That's hilarious. And I have to send him the link, and then like the link doesn't always work for him for some reason. Like he he's like, I can't access the link. It's it's hilarious. My dad's Italian, and it's it's just That's really funny. funny. Um, oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, we could have our own show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, everything's been, uh, yeah, everyone's been super positive about it, which has been amazing. So, nice. Yeah. That's great. Johnny, what yeah. do you have planned for us coming in the next few months in the ne- or the next year or so? Uh, well, we're going to launch Split Country After Dark, the all nude version. Um, oh. oh, wait, sorry. <laughs> the different topic. Sorry. Uh, no, uh, well, <laughs> what we've talked about it for a long time. I think now that you're moving. my podcast, Banana Hammock, and you. That's right. I, I think we're going to, I think oh, we've talked about it for a I long time, but we're going to actually start doing video, right? Now that you've moved, we're yeah. going to start doing video because video is like the next step for us to blow up more, right? Adding video to the interviews yeah. and to the stuff you and I do, um, out, anybody we do outside of this interviews or episodes, adding that video element in some way where we can get videos of the guest or of us or whatever, and having more of a YouTube presence or of a whatever video presence is going to, you know, that's the next step we need to, to help push us to, uh, to be even, you know, even more of an audience, which I think is where we're going to get. And I mean, in the next year, it's hard to tell, you know, what's going to happen for us in the next year. But I, I agree with, I agree with what Jeff was saying is it's, it's, it's a snowball effect, right? We're already, we're, we're, everything we do is, is blowing up more and more and more. And what I see, cause I watch our stats constantly. And um, what I see is, you know, we'll go up. And we'll kind of stay there for a little bit. Then all of a sudden, like a month later, we'll spike again and then it'll go down, but it'll stay higher than it was before. And I'll see these spikes in our, in our analytics where things like you know, we'll have like our, our listenership or our viewership will go up uh, a considerable amount. And then we'll, we'll lose about 50% of that, but it'll stay there above. And it keeps doing that every like month or two. And I mean, and then every like six months, it spikes up a huge amount and then comes back down a little bit, but stays still more than that. And like, it's nuts. I mean, we went on the website. We basically... Since in the last year, we have basically made our traffic on the website because of the podcast and the guests that we get, you know, go up tenfold, right? Ten times. And it's, it's insane. And it's, and it's, and it's just, that's a conservative guess of what we were at in October, November of last year to what we're at this year. Um, Cause we used to be excited when we got, you know, 700, 700 hits on the website and, you know, we're way above that now and it's, it's nuts. So the next year, you know, if we can actually get to where, you know, we can actually start adding some video and adding some more, uh, more content like that, which shouldn't be too hard. I've gotten, I've managed to basically pretty much streamline the editing process of the audio to where it's really, really, really simple and doesn't take very much time at all to get a, an episode fully edited. Um, the hardest part is actually doing the intro outros and that part on, which is ridiculous, but the actual episodes are super easy to edit now. Um, and we can add like video and other stuff to it. And I have some ideas that I want to bring up right here, but I have some ideas of how to of other things I want to do. Um, it's going to be an exciting year, man. 2021 and uh, is going to be for the podcast. I mean, 2020 with all the shit that the year has been, has been really good for yeah. us as a show. Um, but yeah. I think 2021 well, I better. have to say, like, I literally, I wouldn't have met you guys if yeah. it wasn't for the pandemic. It's true. Because, 
I mean, that's Comic Con got canceled, and that's why you guys reached out to me. Yeah. So I know I can't um, wait for Emerald City to come back, and then you're up here so we can actually see and yeah. hang out with you and go for some drinks. Right? <laughs> I know. I'm lo- really looking forward to it. I think we should have a booth. I think we should do uh, interviews oh, that's live from. We get... Yeah. Well, yeah. Cool, well, the cool thing was Emerald City Comic Con. Right before it went under, I was contacting people for us to talk to at the convention. And what drives me crazy is that Anthony Daniels, three C three PO said he'd sit with us and fucking talk to us. Yep. And then <laughs> the fucking convention convention shuts down and I just fucking lost. It. Oh, right. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. That's, that, would have been awesome. I forgot about yes. that. Oh man. <laughs> been great. I don't know what he would have said though. I mean, it doesn't say much in the movies. So. <laughs> well, we just say we we for that for that too. We had just gotten a permission from Emerald City Comic Con to like to use the press booth or the press um, room to do interviews in too. So we actually we had got we had finally gotten access into the press room to do interviews. And we got access to other stuff on yeah, the, at the show. Was, and that was a that was something that we've tried every year and kept yeah. getting denied. Yeah. And they, they still deny us press passes, but they gave us access into the press area to use it. So it's stupid. Whatever. Oh, but, interesting. I mean, now, I mean, now I can, I can imagine us, us being declined for a press pass given, given yeah, what we've yeah, done now, you yeah. know, but I, I'm excited, man, <laughs> right. getting booths, Melissa, that's something Kendrick and I have talked about since we started of, of when do we get a yep. booth at a show? Like when do we start using the show, a comic show to promote ourselves and do interviews at the show live and stuff? When do mm-hmm. we, you know, I think, and I think now we're at once, once the world's not literally on fire anymore and people can actually go places without dying. Um, we're at a yep. good point for the show, at least to, to be at that where we, Fingers crossed for the vaccine. Right. We have we, we have some we, we have some name recognition now. People know our name now, which is which is still insane yep. to me. And uh, I think doing the shows around the around the, the, the place is gonna be Aww. insane. Yeah. yeah, you know what shocked me is when we interviewed uh, the guy from the real world that Judd Winnick. Judd Winnick. Oh John Winnick. Judd Winnick. Oh, yeah, wow. Judd Winnick. Yeah, and he was like, Oh, I listened to your guys' show. <laughs> I was like, yeah. wait. <laughs> what? <laughs> we've, had, we've had a couple people say guy, that. Yeah. The, uh, um. Oh my god! I'm like I'm totally blanking out right now. Ben Five. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Um, uh, Jerry Shada. Jeremy Shada. Man of Action. Men of Action. Oh, Man of Action. Oh yes. Um, yeah, the Man of Action team. Yeah. Oh, da- uh, Duncan Bulo uh, and uh, Steven Siegel. Yep, Steven Siegel and Duncan Bulo. Yeah, Steven yep. Siegel. He puts our show on while he's working and listens to us over his house speakers. Yeah. Which is nuts. That was insane. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, and that was like, oh yeah, I've been listening to you guys for a while. I was just like, wait, what? (laughs) I mean, but here's the thing. Like you guys are based out of Seattle, right? Like you're in Seattle. So for, it only makes sense for Emerald to come on. I mean, they've got their whole homegrown thing. They should have. We should be their official podcast. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Jeff, Who get on that. Jeff, Jeff, get on that. Jeff. <laughs> yes. I, I, I'm on it. I'm on it. Um, no, but I mean, just to add to those stories, um, I remember, uh, you know, Al Ewing, he's a big Marvel writer. Yep. Yep. Um, I kind of yeah. reached out to him and I've been reaching out to him for, um, I had reached out to him for a while because a lot of some of these interviews take months to make happen. And I reached out to Al Ewing and he's like, oh, wait a second, you're the Jim Zub interview guy. So we're like, yes, yes, we talked to Jim Zub. And they're like, yeah, yeah, I'll talk to you. I was like, shit, okay. <laughs> I mean, that was, you know, and then there was one point, um, my, my wife, when she was at work, she mentioned, um, she bumped into some, some guy who was connected to Ron, Ron Comic-Con. He was not the top guy, but in there. 
And so, oh, my husband does interviews too for a uh, show called Spoiler Country. He goes, oh, I know you guys. Nice. <laughs> I know your husband. That's awesome. I was like, oh, shit. Awesome. And, I, and I remember, once again, I think I messaged you and John, like Kenrick and John, like immediately, like, my wife knew somebody <laughs> who knows our show. <laughs> I, I think that you was like, funny. In, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I think that was like in January. That was like, that was literally well over a year That's ago. Fair. <laughs> you know what my favorite things to do with this show and the people that were able to get on? is to have things like the the voice of Adventure Time comes on, Jeremy Shada, and he t- talks to Jeff and I. And Jeff and I are talking, and we're talking with them, we're going through it, and then I said, hey, you would make Jeff's wife's day if you gave her a <laughs> shout-out. And Jeff was like, oh my God, I can't believe you're asking that. <laughs> <laughs> and he was so excited. He had it already... He already edited just that part out for his wife to come home so he could show her. Jeremy Shot is saying hello to her on our podcast. And she's, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that I'm was sure really, Jeff really awesome. had a very good night that night. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I, 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 I'm like the opposite, actually. I'm like, do not ask me to ask anything of the people that I'm asking. Remember, Jeff, when we did the aliens? people oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. That, so rough. my boyfriend <laughs> my boy i could say boyfriend we've we've been together for over 10 years he's, pretty much my husband. <laughs> um, he's like i want you to ask them about the guns and i'm like i am not gonna ask two method actors about the guns they use so it's not gonna happen <laughs> well, that was a great interview <laughs> right yeah. thank uh, you well, they kind of kicked us off, though. Yeah. Really <laughs> so we're like, we're, we're interviewing them, and they're like, hey, do you mind just leaving so we can catch up? And we're like, sure. I guess. Sure. We're going to record it all, though. Yeah. <laughs> Dark I remember, the, I remember the, the, the vomit was really rough, though. I remember the vomit was like, what's that? Are they, I'd be like, I was like, I don't know what they're saying. I don't know what they're yeah. saying. No idea what was going on. We're texting each other, and we're like, I think they just want to hang out with each other. They don't really want to talk to us. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. That's funny. Well, I love it. It was great. And I'll say one I other cool see thing. each other since 86. <laughs> yeah. well, one cool thing I was able to do, um, because the idea came to me after talking to, after Kenrick and the Jeremy Shada thing, um, I think it was a, a few weeks back, I interviewed Billy West um, from Futurama, and my wife oh, also nice. loves Billy West. So she was with me on the interview. So I made her come on and ask a live question <laughs> to the guy. And that was oh, really nice. <laughs> That's so, nice. That's cool. Yeah. So uh, it, it was a big deal for me. And uh, so I had a good night, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah good, good. Awesome. You know. Obviously. Yeah. You know. How you doing? <laughs> no, right. Right. So I got one last question for everybody. Okay. One last question. Yeah. In the next year, what would be your number one person to talk to? We'll start with Jeff. I think I, I think I already know Jeff's answer. But we'll start with Jeff. Good question. Do you know my answer? Wait, wait first, what do you think my answer? No, is? no, no. I, my, my, I think it would be Neil Gaiman for you. Uh, Neil Gaiman is one of those that is the dream okay. interview. I've messaged his publicist so many fucking times. I'm, I'm sure she just has me on mute at this point. <laughs> um, there's a few. There's, there's, there's a, a list of, of, of the dream interviews that I that I think are realistic, but dreams. Mm-hmm. Neil Gaiman is big. Tom McFarlane would be number two. Uh, Jeff Goldblum, Sam Neill, <laughs> and um, 
Uh, who else would they? Well, um, oh, Sam Neill would be amazing. Yeah, yeah Sam Neill, and I and I've, I I've, I've come so close to that one so many times. And, and it, it, I think I've amazing. asked you about Sam Neill like four times. <laughs> yeah, <Sam Neill? laughs> yeah, um, that that would be a big one. And uh, you know, maybe Scott Grimes would be a good one. <laughs> Scott Grimes would be. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna leave so, that one alone. Oh, <laughs> yeah, Grimes, Grimes, alone. Grimes. <laughs> I, uh, I will go on record. I messaged him a month ago with the, with, with, with the new listening numbers. I said maybe you should stop by, but he didn't respond. Uh, <laughs> maybe. That's maybe. so funny. Yeah, we, we'll leave the story for for um, for spoiler country after dark. Right. Right. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. <laughs> so, Melissa, who would be your number one for the next year? You think? Oh God. Um. Well. This is super far-reaching, but I have been a huge Kevin Smith fan for like a very long time. That motherfucker. Um, yeah, I would. I would love. I would love to talk to Kevin Smith. Um, I oh have, my like, god! I, I have literally have Clerks action figures in my house. Do you know the story of Kevin Smith in our podcast? I don't think she does. Wait, I don't. I don't. I don't okay, wanna... so you you heard the story of how he inspired us to do our podcast as the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. A couple years later, like a year later, he's in Tacoma at a comic book store doing autographs. Okay. And Johnny goes, hey, man, Kevin Smith's down here. Do you want to go with me and Kaylee to, to go get an autograph? I'm like, hell yeah. We jump in the car. We go to Tacoma. And we're literally like the second to the last people in line. And we're in line for like an hour and a half. Just going, going. And then they get to us. They're like, we're giving everybody 30 seconds. When it was like two minutes before. <laughs> we get up there, we start talking to him. He gives us like 10, 20 minutes, right? Because we're like basically the last, there's like one person behind us and they're like, whatever. Nice. So we're talking to him. I'm talking to him about our podcast. I give him our business card. He was like, oh, this is amazing. And he's going, we're, and at the time we had interviewed Ben Templesmith and Richard Cadry. And people oh, who don't wow. know, Cadry's one of my favorite um, yeah, yeah. authors of all yeah. time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we interviewed Mike Grell. And, and so we had some amazing people. We, we have had, we have had at the time some some amazing people, and I'm, right. and he was like, could could you believe that you would be, uh, you would hit these like this? I'm like, no, we never thought we'd talk to these people. He's like, it's amazing, huh? And I'm like, yeah. I said, you know, one of our goals is to have you on. He goes, I'll be on your podcast. I want to be on your hundredth episode, and he he signed a headshot what? saying Kenrick one hundredth episode, and I was wow. like, cool. And yet we're, we're at 500 right now. <laughs> Dude, Johnny and I, we're over the moon. We're thinking we're going to have Kevin Smith on. Oh, yeah. This is going to sure. transform our podcast. Yeah. Right? Because nobody, I don't know so much now, but at the time, nobody was bigger in the comic book industry podcasting realm than he, Kevin Smith. Yeah. 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 Right? No, I think was, there's a lot more people now, but yeah. that time, nobody else. No, for sure. We, yeah. we were at like episode. 65 or 70 and we had a bunch of episodes already in the can and so mm-hmm. we got to 100 really fast okay i i think this might be a job for jeff actually yeah we get to 100 <laughs> check this out we get to 100 yeah kevin has his heart attack oh yeah yeah well it was, it was like, a little a little before 100 like, but okay what do you I do right you had a heart attack you can't you know now he's going on jimmy kimmel <laughs> right, we're just like Kevin's heart attack fucked up. Well, no, it, 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 it gets better. It gets better. Can we forget something? Forget something. Okay, we start tweeting him. Right, hey, we're at our hundred. You're we're, tweeting we're him closer. Yeah, yeah, we're tweeting at him because he had his heart attack. 
you're like, like, oh, you're okay, but we're we're good. I tweet out, and if you go to my Twitter, you'll see you'll see the open letter. I pinned an open letter to my Twitter account. To Kevin Smith. No, I think I've actually seen this. Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we start tweeting. He starts liking all our tweets to come on the hundredth episode. He's liking headshot. Oh Oh, my god, he is trolling us hard. He is trolling (laughs) us. Johnny is beyond pissed. Yeah, this motherfucker keeps liking our tweets. And then he doesn't fucking respond. You're not responding. I have screenshots of all the ones of him liking it. If we actually get him on, then we all have to be on. Oh, I'm fucking telling him. They have to get interviewed by five people. Like, that's it. Oh, yeah. And he's going to get so much. I'm going to give him so much shit. I'm not even going to care. <laughs> right. Two hour. It'll be a two to three but hour think, episode. Yeah, five he's people the kind of person him. though that would. Yeah, he's the kind of person though that would laugh about it. And, yeah. and knowing oh, that, sure. I mean, yeah. I was just glad that he was okay. I like I even told Johnny at that time, even though we were getting, we were getting legitimately pissed because it was mm-hmm. plain that we were like, well, I wasn't getting I mean, this, someone like that. Promising that, that. Yeah, this is someone who wrote Jay and Silent Bob straight. Right. I, mean, right. I, I wasn't getting I wasn't getting pissed. I wasn't getting pissed that he wasn't coming on. I was getting pissed that he was liking the tweets of us saying, Hey, Kevin, we're <laughs> almost there, you're coming on, and uh, or all the stuff we're talking about, about about him fucking coming on, trying to schedule with them, and he was liking every <laughs> fucking one of them and not reaching out respond. I mean, a simple hey, I can't do this would have been great. But right. he kept no, liking exactly. everything. Hey, things have changed with, you know, with everything going on, things have changed. I'm not going to be able to do it. No problem. But liking him, like, like he was giving us, like, we're, like, it felt like he was egging us on. You know what I mean? It was like a tease. It was a teasing thing. It was a big old cock tease. Okay. It was a Kevin Smith cock tease. Yeah. (laughs) You know, there's there's been, there's there's been a few people who've done that to me when I've tried to sit on for interviews on Twitter and on Facebook. They give me the thumbs up on, on Facebook Messenger, or they do that, and then they don't respond. And that drives me crazy. I keep messaging like, I don't know what that means. I'm like, I don't know what this means. It means back away slowly. Right. Okay, other than Kevin Smith, who clearly just touched a nerve. <laughs> I was laughing as soon as you said that. Oh, me too. Like, oh, no, I'm so happy I said that with my, I have my clerk's action figures and my clerk's comics. And, um, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, no, I, I love Kevin Smith. Um, the other comic book writer I adore, um, and this might sound cliche, but I do adore because I, I've been reading his comics since before there was a television show about them, is Robert Kirkman. And I would absolutely love at some point in life to talk to him. So that Kirkman and I could play brothers in a movie. Yeah. <laughs> you do look like this is true. side by side. Yeah. I told him, I said, if you ever need like a, 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 a kind of dumbass brother, I'm your guy. <laughs> <laughs> right. No. So I, he was going to be, so comic con this year in, in Seattle, he was um, going to be there. And I was, I have the first issue of the walking dead, the original first edition, oh, nice. whatever. Yeah. Nice. Um, I'll give you my address. So you can send it over to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. No, I was going to bring it with me and have him sign it. Um, oh yeah. You got it. But then COVID hit. So yeah, but um, yeah. I, would, I would, I would love to talk to him. That would be a, a dream a conversation as far as comic book writers go. Yeah. It would be definitely Kirkman. Yeah. You need to get on that one, Jeff. <laughs> yeah. Let's do this, Jeff. Come on now. Kirkman would be great. Yeah. He's a nice guy. 
Now that you mentioned Kirkman, maybe I'll give it a shot. <laughs> yeah, if we, could just, you know, if we could just pull him away from Chris Hardwick for a second. Uh, well, right. like you said, Kirkman is like is right up there with like Tom McFarlane, and the people who I sent like and Dale Guyman, who I sent yes. like, like these long messages like almost every couple of weeks. We're like, so uh, you want to come back on the show? You want to come on the yeah. show? And they're like. <laughs> And then I don't get a response. I was like, you know, he's just busy right now. I was like, I, 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 I was like, okay. And a month later, hey, is he still busy? We're all busy. Come I, on. I love how they're, like, they're just not checking interviews at this time. And then you see them doing an interview like four hours later. And you're like, oh, okay. Right. Yeah. Sure, sure. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, my, yeah, my favorite ones were, the, I've had a couple of people from um, the Umbrella Academy. And oh, I met yeah. and, and, and I emailed them and I talked to the publicist. And they're like, well, we're, we're going to put you in the queue for interviews for them. And I, and, and, and I just, I, and I'm dancing, I'm excited, I'm going to talk to them. And I emailed them a couple of weeks later, like, all right, so let's do this. And they're like, yep, yep, you're still in the queue. A couple of weeks later, come on, we're ready. They're like, yeah, he's um, really busy with interviews right now. We're going to have to pass. I'm like, motherfucker. Melissa, <laughs> 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 uh, did you know, I almost called you Amy from uh, Girl at Work. That's funny. Melissa, did you know uh, Jeff had a, Days away from interviewing Method Man. Yep. yep. What? What? Yeah. Yeah. He was scheduled. He had agreed, and then I don't know what happened, but we were all set to do it, and then their side backed out at like the very last minute. And and I will say to this day, I have not let it go, and I still message them once in a while and say, "Hey, are we still on for an interview?" And they just (laughs) ignore me now. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe he thought you were somebody else. You know what I mean? Like when he first agreed. Well, see, what happened was I found, I found his wife. And I messaged the wife. <laughs> and I was like, so, your husband, ready for an interview? And she's like, yeah, let's do this. And I don't know what happened from there, but it became next week and then next week and then next week. And then He's like, baby, month. baby, you can't be booking interviews for me. And I don't tell you guys about those interviews, but there's so many different interviews <laughs> that I've talked to the publisher on emails and they've been like, yeah, we're going to do this. And then as I message contact them, like uh, the person from um, uh, Lovecraft country. Yeah. We're going to, let's talk about it this week. Okay. Then later in the week, I'm like, let's do this. And they're like, they just ghost me. It's like, you Aww. bastard. Yeah, yeah the, if they just said we can't do it, then they can you could move on. The exactly. ghosting is the worst. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. For me, in the next year, my dream ones would be one is Neil Gaiman because I just think he's an amazing writer and he'd be fun mm-hmm. to talk to with all the stuff he's done. Tom McFarlane would be another one, yep. um, just because of the influence that he's had. You know, more than anything is is he is out of the eighties and nineties. He's him and and uh, Jim Lee would be another one are the most, I feel are the most influential people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, beyond that, I, I really want to talk with Eddie Murphy. Like, oh, yeah. like that would be like, I, I, I maybe, be, quit. maybe Beyonce. <laughs> yeah, maybe Beyonce. <laughs> yeah. No, but seriously, if we, if we ever talk to Eddie Murphy, I could literally quit podcasting and feel like <laughs> I have done everything in my, in my podcasting life that I would want to do. Yeah, you know what I mean because I interviewed Eddie Murphy. That'd be a good he's one. Absolutely, my one of my favorite actors and and absolutely my favorite comedian of all time. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a that fun would one. be amazing. That'd be fun for sure. Yeah, let's throw on Steven Spielberg too while we're at it. Yeah, right, why not? Why not? <laughs> throw on hey, George Lucas. Might as well try. I mean, yeah. come on. The worst they can say is no. Yeah, let's get, let's get George Lucas. Why not? At all. <laughs> right. Or just be a ghost. <laughs> I think for me, I mean, not, I'm not going to read. I mean, everybody, everybody said so far, I would love to talk with, obviously, uh, 
Kevin Smith, definitely, because I want to get that one taken care of and wrapped up. Maybe maybe, maybe for 1,000. We'll get him on for the 1,000th episode, right, next year. Um, right. But uh, for me, I think the ultimate interview would be Jim Carrey. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, interesting. If we for could sure. get Jim Carrey. I love him. Yeah. I, amazing. It's, I don't know if I could actually talk to Jim Carrey, just because I don't know how that would go. But have <laughs> not not that I couldn't talk to him, but I, I feel like his personality, like... I would. I, I feel like it'd be hard to get a word in because he's gonna. He's gonna. Ha, he's gonna yeah. run. The, he's gonna run the conversation, right? Especially over he me. He runs I, it. It's, yeah. He was just on Jimmy Kimmel the other night and or like a Zoom thing or one of those talk shows, and he just talks the whole time. You don't. Yeah. You, you barely get a question in, which is fine. I mean, yeah. like he'll carry the whole thing. Which would be fine. Yeah. Yeah. So I think for me, the ultimate would be Jim Carrey. Now, I mean, Neil Gaiman is my. It was one of my favorite authors of all time. I love the talk. I love the talk with him. Obviously, um, if we ever got, mm-hmm. um, you know, someone like Frank Miller to come on or Alan, Alan Moore would be an amazing interview. I would love mm-hmm. to talk to oh, Alan yeah. Moore or even or even his daughter, <laughs> Leah. Moore. Alan Moore is not going to do any podcast. I don't uh, think he even does interviews anymore. Could do our podcast. We're he better. Did, he did a YouTube <laughs> interview a few months back. Did he really? Yeah. Did, did he yeah. complain about the state of comic books? Oh, I didn't listen to it because I think he's an ass, but um, I, I didn't know it exists. And if he's listening, he's like, I, I apologize. All he does is just complain about things, man. It's like, oh, dude. Wow. So yeah, I, read, I, I, read, not, I read something from Alan Moore's daughter about Alan Moore, yeah. about why people think he's an uh-huh. asshole all the time. And, uh, her comment was, is what, is what people don't get about Alan, about my dad, about Alan Moore, is that 95% of the time when he's making these comments about every, how everything is terrible and how people are dumb, he's just trolling your ass and being funny. And he really is, and he really is not that way in real life. <laughs> that makes me like him more. Yeah. Is he like the, like the Phil Collins of comics then? <laughs> right. <laughs> That's probably a good analogy. <laughs> Alan Moore, though, is as much as people think he's an ass or don't like him, uh, one, he's he's very honest and he's very open, and you can't ask for more than that with somebody, anybody in the world, even if you hate them. If they're honest and they're open, you can't ask for more than that. So that makes him, yeah. in my mind, morally a good person. And the second thing is that guy, his influence is going to be felt long after he's dead. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, I mean, he took Swamp Thing to a whole new level, and. Swamp Thing was already amazing. I mean, you you had Bernie Wrightson, quite possibly the greatest comic book artist of all time. Yeah. And then, you know, and uh, who was the writer Lynn of, Wayne. of Swamp Thing at that time? Lynn Wayne. What's that? Lynn Wayne. Yeah, Lynn Wayne. Uh, yep. Lynn Wayne was the writer, one of the greatest comic book writers of all time. I mean, he's Lynn Wayne is in your top 10 every time. And Alan Moore took over something from two of the greatest people in the comic book world, and he made it even that much more special. And that's something to be commended about. And then I'm not a big fan of, I mean, I like Watchmen. I think it's a little overplayed out, you know, but it's still super influential. And the amount of people that it's influenced is amazing. Yeah. And then the killing joke, which he himself doesn't said he doesn't like anymore. uh, But at the same time, that's not my favorite Batman comic book, but when it came out, it was, I loved that book when it came out and I read it incessantly. Yeah. And so as much as I'll, I'll joke about Alan Moore being a jerk or whatever, or not understanding his, his hate for DC over the Watchmen. Um, man, I would love to talk with that guy. You know, we actually have an unreleased episode about Watchmen and Alan Moore. Hmm. Can we kind of record? Do we really? 
we recorded 30 minutes of it and then we had to go and we paused it and we never finished it. We have half an, half an episode recorded all about Alan Moore and the Watchmen. Well, Jerry Conway made some very interesting comments yeah. about Alan Moore. Yep. On our, on our show. And, and, and people can go back and, and listen to the Jerry Conway. Well, and so did Paul Levitt. Yeah. And so did Paul Levitt. Um, they, and they were both different. Yeah. Right. Kind yeah. of contrasting in some ways. A little bit. Yeah. Not, not completely, you know, but there's some contrast. You know, it's interesting. It's funny. Uh, one of the things I've noticed, I've not been doing this as, as long as you guys have, but just even in the short amount of time that I've been doing it, I've noticed that everybody knows each other right now yeah. in the industry. Yeah. So like people I interview, they work together, you know, they're bringing up each other's names and, and then you start to hear um, the grievances too, which is really <laughs> funny. And yeah. I'm like, Oh, you're all talking shit about each other now. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Bring it on. Bring on the drama. <laughs> bring it on. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So much fun. <laughs> I love well, it. <laughs> 500 in the book. Fire. Fuck 500 it. left more to go. And then another five. And then another five. All right, guys. And um, For, uh, if we can do this now. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's going to get more and more. Yeah. So at, at a thousand episodes, when we get the next 500, we do it live in person together and we're drinking. Yes. Sure. Totally not. Well, that and we got to get Kevin Smith. Yeah. He has to come. Yeah. Right. It'll be us with K- Casey too because Casey left. Any time between now and a thousand is fine. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, I don't make it special anymore. No pressure, Jeff. Right. You know, okay, at a thousand, okay, okay, here's the deal. At a thousand episodes, we get together, we drink, and we watch the 500th episode, Mystery Theaters, um, Science Theater 3000 style. I like it. There you go. It's sold. That's oh, it. Yeah. In the back. It's recorded. We're doing it that way. Casey will narrate yeah. it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna watch this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. You know, on the thousand episode, we just, we just bring up a inflatable doll of Casey, oh, and then about halfway through, we deflate it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. It's been fun. I'm glad we all made time for this and all, all got together. Uh, it sucks Casey had to leave halfway through, but I mean, at least we all got at least it half the, all five of us here. And and uh, man, it's here's the 500 more. And, and thank you all for joining this ride with Kendrick and me and everyone out there listening. Thank you so much for joining us the last 500 episodes. And here yep. you can guarantee I guarantee you're going to have, you know, hundreds more episodes in the next couple of months because or a year because we just can't stop ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> It just keeps rolling. All right, guys. I think that's a show. That's a show. Yeah. That's a show. And uh, if you guys enjoyed what you heard today, uh, you can check out Jeff and Casey and Melissa and myself and Johnny on all the Spoiler Country podcasts that are found at SpoilerVerse.com. And if you love that, you should check out all the other shows that we have on there because as we mentioned in the episode, there's a ton to produce. There is. And on the website, there's articles and reviews and previews and so much fun stuff you'd go read and to comment on. And you can go to scpod.us slash discord and join our public discord server and come chat with all of us. And once again, it's scpod.us slash discord. And on the website, go to our store, buy a shirt, look fly as hell, help us out because that money goes right back into helping the website and the shows. And, uh, you know, we would love you. We'd love it for you to do that because, you know, you look cool. There you go. All right. All right. So I don't know if Melissa and Jeff ever noticed our tagline because we do intro outros for their interviews. Yeah. And I don't, I'm not sure you guys listen to it all the time. 
but we do the same one every time. And it finishes the podcast. We are Cthulhu. That Cthulhu compels you to do. Open the mind. And read more. Always gotta read more. Open up. Yeah, keep reading. All right. Thanks, guys. All right, that was awesome.